In 1521, at the Diet of Worms, Martin Luther was asked to recant his writings. Luther responded, Unless I am convinced from the sacred scriptures that I am in error, I cannot and will not recant. Here I stand, I cannot do otherwise. God help me. Amen. Will you stand with us as we proclaim these Reformation truths in the 21st century? You can take your stand by becoming a monthly or annual contributor to Issues Etc. Find out the benefits of becoming an Issues Etc. confessor, apologist, reformer, or patron on the Support Donate page at issuesetc.org. Click the picture of Martin Luther posting the 95 Theses. Help us proclaim the solas of the Reformation. Scripture, faith, grace, and Christ alone. Here we stand, Issues Etc. and you. Christians, if you want to protect your children from this, you need to develop right now a pretty healthy understanding of civil disobedience. You cannot be a soft presence here in Sodom and expect your children to be okay. We have seen this huge increase in pet ownership in our country, and I think some of it is this desire for women to continue to mother someone or something, and pets have become really a surrogate to that because of the fact that we've decided that children are not the best way in which we ought to live our lives as women and mothers anymore. Read through the whole New Testament and all the explicit passages about baptism, and if you just, I think, ask that pretty basic question of who's doing the work in this passage? Is it man or is it God? Universally, it's it's God doing the work. It's something that's happening to you. Our defense is the strength of God's word, the testimony of God's spirit in our hearts through that word, through his sacraments. In all these ways, God is preserving us in the faith and defending us against all of these snares. Lutherans at the Old Latin School in Lutherstadt Wittenberg love issues, etc. What could draw away someone raised in Islam to convert to Christianity, especially when the consequences, at least among one's family and friends, can be pretty dire? To become a Christian, if you are a Muslim, is to apostatize. So what could draw someone away? Well, only God's Word and the Holy Spirit. Welcome back to Issues Etc., coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. Issues Etc. Reformation Week concludes on this Friday. Our theme, Paths to Lutheranism. We'll start out with a conversation with Parisa Karami and her journey from Islam. And then Sahar Sedlovsky joins us to talk about his journey from Judaism. Parisa Karami is a former Muslim and a native of Iran. She's a married mother of two children in Germany and a deaconess student at Luther Academy, Riga, Latvia. Parisa, welcome. Hello, Pastor Todd. I hope you're doing well. You were born and raised as a Muslim in Iran. What was that like? Yeah, I was born as a Muslim, but the obvious thing is that in childhood, uh, we don't know anything about religion. We don't have any question until we grow up and become a teenager and the questions start to appear in our mind. So we question ourselves lots of things and we have also struggling with our parents. <laughs> but hopefully my parents was not so strict or 
religious parents and I didn't have lots of problem with them. So I was just Muslim because they were Muslim. It was not a big deal for me to be a mom in Iran. <laughs> As a Muslim, what did you believe about Christians and Christianity? As a Muslim, I think most of the Muslims believe that Jesus is a prophet. That's what they believe all around the world. But unfortunately, in extremely Islamic government like Iran, like Islamic Republic of Iran, we don't have any chance and opportunity to know about the Christianity. So I think the most common things that most of the Muslims people know about the Christian people and Christianity is that just Jesus is a prophet, not a God. That I, I myself think that it's totally wrong. How did you end up in Germany? That's a long story, but I can tell you my story if, if you like. But in the whole, I can tell you that it was God's plan because we travel a lot around the world since 2016. After uh, a, a year after me and my husband married, we traveled a lot. And I can tell you one thing that my baby, my little one, is a gift of Jesus. I believe that uh, he gifted me my child. So I think my little one is the reason that we end up in Germany. How were you first exposed to Lutheran theology? The first actually was my husband, not me, because he was in the Luther Academy and I was beside him and I see the theology which he was reading and practicing. And also I start to see the Lutheran study Bible, which he has. And I was also curious that what is going on with him in, in future. So this was the first time I was exposed to Lutheran theology. What were some of the difficulties that you encountered in converting to Christianity? Converting Christianity ha maybe has a lot of difficulties for people. So, so I have those difficulties, like bullying. Some people also reject us. I can say that the most strict one which we faced with was my father-in-law, which he rejected us at the first completely. And we, we managed it very, very hard. And it was very hard for my husband because they had lots of arguments and I was beside him that we make a choice and we don't have to give up. We have to continue. No matter if it's your father, you have to honor him, but we have to also go on. So we have these uh, family problems and also friends. <laughs> friends start to bullying us that, no, we don't believe that you are Muslims, It's you're not Christians, especially when uh, we try to tell them about the scriptures, about the Jesus, that how much love is inside Christianity, they didn't believe us. And so, but just we keep going on to tell them, but these are the hard things that we faced with them after converting to Christianity. When you were a Muslim, what did you believe about Allah, about the God of Islam? 
I think the God of Islam is not a true God. Actually, this is the first thing I, I can say. It's not a true God because when you read Quran, you will face with lots of killing, lots of war and lots of angry people that I even can imagine that I have to face with such a that uh, who needs to someone because of Islam. If you want to bring people to Islam, then there shouldn't be any force or any rush. If your religion is as clear or as uh, pure as a uh, God, then people also will come to that. No need force, no need rush. But I think the God of Islam is very, very angry, angry God. How were you brought to be baptized earlier this year? As I said, I had a long story with my little one. The first time which I decided to be baptized was first for my uh, little son. I first decided to make my children baptized because one time in 2019, I asked from Jesus, to have a baby because in 2019 before that i mean yes i lost my baby in iran because of the moral security police of iran that they pushed me and i lost my child and during that time i went to lots of doctors and they told me that you cannot be pregnant anymore that's the end hopefully you have a child then go and live with her don't think about that and we do lots of medication <laughs> nothing works and this is very sad and very hard for a woman to don't have a child anymore to think about that so when we was in one of our vacation to czech republic yeah i remember we went on a church and the church was called saint michael and one time my husband told me let's ask from Jesus because he was baptized in United States I forgot to tell you that he was baptized in United States but he didn't also believe in Jesus he was baptized because he was a teenager and he was with his brother and sister just he was baptized because he was besides his family and they also invited him but he didn't know anything about Christianity but one time he told me, let's ask from Jesus. Maybe there is a reason that I am baptized, but you're not. Let's one time ask from Jesus. And if we got answer, then we have to pay back. And yeah, in 2019, we asked from Jesus. And after three years, I became pregnant. And now I have a one-year-old beautiful son that I think he is a miracle of Jesus. So I was searching to make him baptize as soon as possible when he born. And hopefully I found the Lutheran church besides our house and I let them to be baptized. And of course, when they are baptized, I need to know about Christianity more. So. I passed the courses of being Christian with Pastor Thieves and I got some information about Christianity and then, yeah, I became baptized on 
Easter Sunday. As a mother, what was the comfort for you of having your children baptized? The first thing I think I want them to grow in a good way. The way which Muslims people grow their children, they will lead their children to be godless. They don't pay attention to the future of the children. That it's really, really bad if a person grow up and then believe that there is no God. I didn't want that my child to reach on that point. So I needed to do one thing with them. One thing that I also believe. So I think my children also, first I have to have some knowledge so then they can be Christian, that if they have some questions, then I can answer them. Why are you studying to be a Lutheran deaconess? For me, I think there are lots of women, maybe in Iran, yes, they are lost, same like me. They Maybe they are in Muslims' family, but their family don't believe or maybe they believe and they lead, as I said, they lead their children to be godless. I think God gives me a mission to help those women to bring them out of this darkness which they are stuck in it. I think maybe God gives me this mission and I think also this is a big gift from God. How does the Christian teaching of the forgiveness of sins, how does that compare to Islam's teaching? In Islam, actually, never ever you are safe that you are forgiven. You're never sure that your sins are forgiven. So every day, every time you have a little bit doubt that maybe I'm not enough. But as I learn in Christianity, when you have the forgiveness of sins, you can be 100% sure that you are safe. You are safe in Jesus. Jesus forgives all of your sins because you are back to him. And uh, mostly the Lutheran Christian, I think. What did you find in Christianity that was missing in Islam? As you said, the forgiveness of sins is one of them. But the most important thing, I think, is true God, that Muslims don't have that. They believe in fake God. They create a idol for themselves, and they call it Kaaba. And whoever don't go to Kaaba, to Mecca, they are not Muslims. But actually, in Christianity, you don't need to go somewhere. You don't need to, for example, go to Bethlehem, the place which Jesus born to be a Christian. But this is a force in Islam that you have to go to Mecca if you have money. And even eternal life. In Christianity, you have eternal life. You have lots of love. But in Islam, as I said, there just more war, more just fighting, just... I don't really think people be Muslims anymore. What impact has becoming a Lutheran had on your life and your family's life? Yes, I think after we changed to Christian, lots of good things happen in our life. 
For example, my daughter, as she grew up and now she's in first grade, she starts to ask me about God and hopefully I have good answers to tell her. I'm not stuck in a religion that I don't believe and as I grew up and I asked my parents and they didn't have such a good answer for me and they just ignored me. But hopefully I can answer them that there is a God that he will forgive you whenever you have do such a bad things you can confess to your God. There always safeness with your God. Parisa Karami is a former Muslim and a native of Iran, a married mother of two children in Germany, and a deaconess student at Luther Academy, Riga, Latvia. Parisa, thank you. Thank you. Being part of society as a Christian means living out your faith in the church, in the government, and in your family. We call this the three estates, and at the same time, every individual is called by God to do something in the world, as we call that your vocation. That's the subject of the Issues Etc., a book of the month for November, Faith That Shines in Culture. It's written by Dr. Alfonso Espinosa, regular guest here on Issues Etc., a good education on the three estates. Faith That Shines in Culture is at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040. Ask for the Issues Etc., book of the month for November. When we come back, another story of... A journey to Lutheranism, this one from Judaism. Sahar Sadlovsky will be our guest. How can Christians live out their faith in the church, the family, and the government? Find out in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for November. Faith That Shines in the Culture. It's written by regular guest Dr. Alfonso Espinosa. Learn more about Faith That Shines in the Culture at issuesetc.org or by calling Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040. Faith That Shines in the Culture, the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for November. Luther Academy provides additional theological education for our mission partners around the world specifically pastors who are asking for additional education but do not have the necessary resources in their own church bodies. By donating to Luther Academy today, you will be supplying food, housing, books, professors, and travel for Lutheran pastors who attend our conferences. To learn more about Luther Academy and how you can donate today, visit lutheracademy.com, lutheracademy.com. Christological, creedal, confessional. You're listening to Issues Etc. Not everyone is comfortable with new technology. Dial-A Podcast gives all generations of your congregation an easy way to hear your sermons or even devotionals and Bible studies. Once you've completed a simple one-time setup, we take care of the rest. All your congregants have to do is dial the number from any phone to listen to your latest podcast, all at no additional cost to them. Dial-A Podcast. Extend the reach of your sermons. Get started at dialapodcast.com now. Join Lutherans for Life and Why for Life in Washington, D.C., Thursday, January 18th through Saturday, January 20th for the 2024 Why for Life Free Conference. Registration is open through December 15th. Learn more at why the number 4 life.org. 
Great events, speakers, and social time. The 2024 Y for Life Free Conference, January 18th through the 20th in Washington, D.C. Y4Life.org.